Hi, Sunshine. I'm Natasha, your host for the Shine Online podcast and the founder of Soul Studio. In this conversational podcast, I interview the brightest entrepreneurs I know with the goal of empowering you to do business in a way that feels real to you. These conversations will bring you no fluff advice, honest discussions, and actionable strategies to help you shine online. There are so many bright brands in the online world, but there's always room for one more. Let's shine together. Hello, and welcome back to the Shine Online podcast. So today's episode is a little bit different. It is a bonus episode, especially with everything going on right now. I thought, what better time to kind of just tell my story of how I got to be where I am today how I founded and dreamt up Soul Studio, and what the twists and turns really looked like along the way. Because as any journey that you've heard of any amazing business or brand, is it's never perfect, and that's really the joy of it and the beauty of it. So I am not going to hold you in suspense any longer. We are going to get right into it. And so I kind of want to start out with what did I want to be when I grew up? So when I was a child, child, like not an adult child, (laughs) I wanted to be a dolphin trainer. I've always loved like marine animals and especially dolphins. So for whatever reason, that's what I thought I wanted to be. And then I thought I wanted to be a marine biologist, but um, that didn't really work out. Um, I also briefly thought I wanted to be like a physical athletic trainer because I was a water girl in high school. So I really like taping ankles and all that type of stuff. But science is not my thing. I am definitely more of a creative-minded person. So that's why when I went into high school, I really wanted to do like creative writing, but they didn't have that at my high school. So they were like, we'll just join a journalism class. And so that then led me to being on the newspaper, which I absolutely loved. I was one of the editors for the sports section, and I actually did a like little video show, like a broadcasting show, which... If you guys watched me on video back then, like it's so cringy, I can't even watch it because I was just so nervous. I was horrible at using a script. And it's kind of just funny to look back on on how journalism and those experiences now kind of trickle into what I do now. But that's kind of where my career started, so you could say. And so then I went to University of South Florida to go to college. And so then I started writing for online publications. I was a journalism major, which then turned into public relations. And I had three internships. And so my first internship was with a woman who had her own online digital marketing agency, which I had never heard of that I could like intern remotely. I'd never heard of that. And I had never heard of just a woman having her own business and she could work from wherever she wanted to in the world. And I really learned a lot from her and I attribute a lot of what Soul Studio is today because of her mentorship. She always jokes that she thinks I would have gotten to be an entrepreneur eventually, but I really think she always instilled in us where if you wanted to build your own business, build your own dream, create your own career, you could. And at the time, as like an 18-year-old, I was like, oh my gosh, no freaking way. But that really did plant a seed inside my head when we get to later into my story that then became Soul Studio. Um, I also had another internship, which I was pretty much an account coordinator. So I handled eight clients at the time. 
a lot of the things I talk about now when it comes to batch working and my skills with blog writing, emails, websites, all those types of things, I really learned from that experience. I was there for an over a year and it's really funny, but they were all my clients were radiology clients, which I don't think a lot of us know about radiology. I didn't know a ton. I was literally like tweeting and writing blog posts about MRIs and CT scans. It's kind of funny to think about, but that was the experience that I thought I was going to go into full time after my senior year, but it actually ended abruptly where they just like ended the internship program. And I was so thrown for a loop. I was like, what am I going to do essentially? And so that's when I kind of had the idea where I just sat down and I was like, before freaking out, before applying to a bunch of internships or, you know, part-time jobs, I was like, what do I want to do? What do I really want to do with my life? What do I want my days to look like? Do I want to work corporate? Do I want to work in a startup? Like, what does that look like? And the main things I could think of is I wanted to be creative. I wanted to be challenged. I wanted things to not always feel the same. I wanted to help people. I wanted to help small businesses. I wanted to be creative. And so when I put all those pieces together, that's when I started to dream of Soul Studio. So I remember that week I, you know, told my mentor from my first internship that had her own business. I was like, I have this idea. I told her everything. And she was like, absolutely, you should do it. I'm rooting you on. And I will actually give you your first client. I was like, my first client? Like, that's the hardest part. And she had already said a client that I had worked on when I was with her would then become my client. I was like, oh my goodness. I couldn't even really believe it. And so literally after that month, I spent an entire month, um, which was like winter break. I discovered the name of my business. I could not stop thinking of Soul Studio. I just wanted something that was very much like me. I wanted something that involved sunshine and that was bright and fun. And the name just stuck. I had the, a vision of my logo with the sun rays. I designed my own logo, my own branding, quote unquote. I built my website out in Squarespace. I made some makeshift packages and I just put it all together and launched that next month. And so I really found my initial success on Upwork. And keep in mind, I'm still in college at this time. So I'm 21 years old. I'm in my last semester of college. I'm about to graduate and I'm building my business during this last semester. Like total craziness, but it just felt like such a blessing that I was still on financial aid. I was still figuring things out. So when I did graduate, I could, I had a lot of different paths I could take if for whatever reason the business didn't work. Of course, that wasn't even what I was thinking. I was like, I want to go full time when I graduate. So I got my first two clients on Upwork actually. And Upwork is a freelancing platform. And what you do is it's not like Fiverr where you like like as a freelancer, you put your services up and people like kind of ask for them, but it's like the opposite way around. So clients put on their um, page that they're looking for certain types of work. Um, you then can send them a proposal and it kind of goes that way. So that's how I got my first two clients, one of which I'm actually still with to this day, which is pretty crazy to think about. And I thought I was doing great. I had my two clients. I was really just learning and networking and just figuring things out. 
Thinking back to when I did my first few discovery calls, I was terrified. I was so afraid someone was going to ask if I was still in school, how old I was, if I had like a portfolio or proof that I knew what I was talking about. Like I knew that I had a skill set to offer, but I was so young. I thought no one would really trust me, but I know my mentor always told me, you know, if you know more than someone else, you're an expert. And so I've always taken that with me. So I just owned what I did know. I would go to calls. I was overly prepared. I would present my ideas. I would audit their account. I'd come with a bunch of strategies in mind. And so no one ever questioned me and they were always really impressed by me. So that's kind of how I got my first few clients. And since then, I I mean, I definitely have been put down because of my age. Um, I mean, I think when you really think about it, don't you want someone younger doing your social media anyway? (laughs) But I've had those experiences and they sometimes hit a soft spot for me, definitely. But I think overall, I've just become confident in what I do know and just owned that. And that's really helped me. Another way I kind of, once I got through my Upwork stage, I then was in Facebook groups a lot. And that's how I got a lot of my other clients. So after I got past that like six month mark, I was getting a lot of my referrals from Facebook groups. So I was just really active in Facebook groups, giving a lot of value, um, you know, presenting my services for anyone that asked about it. So then when people searched Instagram or social media, I pretty much always popped up. So that was actually how I got a lot of my other really good clients. And this kind of leads me into a question that I got when I was getting ready to film this episode. And it was like, were there any resources that helped me the most when I was building my business? And honestly, I can't think of any because I literally bootstrapped everything. Like I just was so obsessed with learning and figuring it out and putting myself out there wherever I could. And it really paid off. I think there's a lot of value in investing in people to learn from. So if you feel like you don't have a skill set, if you're wondering how to do something like that's definitely where investing plays a role. But I just went off all the skills that I knew. Like I knew a little bit of Illustrator. So that's why I made my logo. I knew a little bit of Squarespace. So that's why I built my website. Like I knew how to do email marketing. I just like figured things out. And with bootstrapping, I tried to keep my expenses super low. So I really only had like a handful of tools that I was maybe using. So I wish I don't have like a magical tool to share that really helped me when I was first starting out. I would say the biggest regret that I had that I wish I would have done is I wish I would have separated my accounts so much sooner than I did. I wish I would have gotten a good accountant and I wish I would have gotten a good CPA because that's something that I feel like is so important. And I totally for not forgot, I avoided doing it. I'm not even gonna say I forgot. I avoided doing it. But In the early days, I really did just bootstrap it. And overall, my family, my friends were all so supportive, which I'm so grateful for. Um, It definitely was interesting, like juggling both. I remember like so many times during my last semester, I was like, I'll just drop out. I don't even need my degree anyway. Like I was so over it because I would be in a library or a coffee shop or my at-home office, either working on my business or school. Like there was no in-between. And especially with your senior year, like you imagine having fun, but I really was just so focused on making my business work. So that's really what I did. So I graduated and I went full time into my business right after that. Um, And so I had a few clients at that time. Looking back, I was definitely not making enough to support myself. I think when you graduate college in general, it's kind of like, 
holy crap, I'm an adult. I have so many more responsibilities now. So that combined with me supporting myself solely was really stressful. So I just went into work mode. So I kind of had so many blurred boundaries from when I was a student. I was either working or I was doing school. And that's what I had to do. And I totally understood that. But once I went into like full-time business owner, I just thought the more I worked, the better it would work. Like I would make more money. I would be able to support myself things would take off more. And so that's really what I did. But I'd say that was definitely one of the lower parts um, of my journey mental health wise. I was just super anxious. I would have anxiety attacks all the time. I couldn't sleep. I was like hearing voices. I mean, I was kind of losing my mind in a lot of ways because I lived by myself. I you know, I mean, entrepreneurship is so lonely. So from going to being a college student and being around people all the time to then literally not even remembering the last time I saw someone that wasn't at like a grocery store or a coffee shop, I really was in a low place. And I think I didn't hit burnout because my energy was so high, but I really learned a lot about balance from then because you have to find a balance. You have to create boundaries And that's why I'm so much of an advocate about enjoying social media, about having boundaries of when you're scrolling, when you're engaging, all those different types of things. Because if you don't, you will burn out, you will hate it, and you have to have off time because you will create a better product inherently. So that's kind of what that summer looked like right after I graduated. And all those anxiety attacks was definitely tied to me serving and doing everything. So Soul Studio initially did like digital marketing pretty much. So email marketing, blog writing, design, websites, social media, literally everything. And I just did that because that was my skill set. I knew digital marketing. So that's kind of what I offered. But I think when I made the decision where I was like, Instagram's what I like to do, it's what I'm good at, and it's what I see the most promise in, that's when I feel like I really made the biggest shift in my business. And that's why I always am a huge proponent of niching down when it feels right, because you can't force niching down. Like when I first started, there's no way I would have known that Instagram was my thing, for example. But even kind of circling back, um, the mentor that I told you about that gave me Um, my first client, I ended up dropping that client about a month in, which was one of the hardest decisions I ever had to make. And the reason why is because there was, it was not an ideal client. They, I was doing anything but Instagram. I wasn't able to be really creative. It was in the medical field, which going back to me tweeting about radiology, you know, wasn't a fan. And so I remember having to tell her and she to this day tells me that was the best decision you ever made. And it was the hardest one because I didn't want to let her down. You know, getting your first client feels like such a blessing, especially when it's a good paycheck. But that's when I really found the importance of niching down and focusing on sticking to my prices and really focusing on what my specialty was. And that's also when I launched my first course, which I will do a whole other podcast episode about. It flopped. It was a such a learning experience though, which is why I never call it a failure. I learned so much from building out that course, from launching it. And that's why we will talk about it in another podcast episode, y'all. So definitely DM me. Let me know if you want to hear that. And so I kind of built out my first course and then I actually started speaking at my 
first event. So this is after year one of business. I'm kind of getting my bearings. I have a good amount of clients. I did make some sacrifices. So I did move back home, which was a really hard decision, but I knew there's always sacrifices you have to make in the beginning of your business, whether it's moving back home, whether it's getting a second job. And I knew I wanted to focus all my energy into making Soul Studio amazing. So that's why I opted to move back home. Also had to do with some other reasons, but it definitely was one of the best decisions I ever made because I was so stressed with having to support myself with my business that I knew to really be able to show up well, I had to reduce my stress. It was, it was crazy all. Um, but yeah, so going into year one, I was invited to speak at my first event, which was startup week. And that was just such a whirlwind. I think it's definitely one of the highlights in my career so far because it really opened up my eyes to educating and being a keynote speaker and just teaching in general and how much I enjoy it and how much I think I'm naturally very good at it. Um, so that's when I started to speak more and this year I feel like was the most transformational year. So this is 2019 and this was really when I saw the biggest shift. So this is when I really started to build a community on Instagram and I, it really just came for me showing up, being myself, always commenting back, always having conversations, collaborating. That's essentially how I built my, my Instagram following and a really strong community there. And I said yes to all the opportunities that I knew were going to get me to where I wanted to be. So I said a lot, yeses to a lot of amazing speaking engagements, to collaborations, and to clients that really served me and I'm still really happy to be with to this day. And then I said no to things that didn't get me to that next step. So if it was a client that I just knew was not a good fit, I said no. And if it was an opportunity where I felt like it was bringing me in the wrong direction or just doing random calls or consults or giving away free advice, like I just stopped doing the things that I knew was not serving me. And then the biggest thing I think that really attributes to my success now is I just thought to be successful, I have to be obsessed with what I do. I have to be obsessed with every single part of Instagram, all the changes, all the features, you know, managing it, creating it from myself. That's why I'm so big in managing and posting my own account. You see a lot of social media managers that don't post, but that's because I'm so obsessed with Instagram and experimenting and learning and reading about it. So I feel like that really helped me in this next shift where I was invited to speak to more events. I actually had my first multiple four-figure course launch, which was huge. Really relaunching that one course, building a new course, I feel like was just a big next step for diversifying my income, but also positioning myself as an educator in that space, essentially. But looking at the beginning of 2019, is it was a struggle bus for sure. I remember thinking at that time, I was like, I am not making enough. I want to get to this certain stage. I want to be doing this. I want to have these types of clients. Like, I want to get there and I see it and I know I'm working towards it and I know it's going to happen. And that's just a really big lesson, too, is that when you're at a low, the only place you have to go is higher, especially when you're working towards it. Just like stay focused. And entrepreneurship isn't 
easy. Like there wasn't something magical that happened when I was building my business that made a shift. I was just consistent. And even to this day, me and Marlon will talk about, you know, I'm getting so many incredible speaking opportunities now. And that's because I gave so much of my energy and my time to really amazing speaking engagements, even if they weren't paying me at the time when I really needed some cash. So that was really when the shift happened was that big course launch. I was booked out with clients. I had this amazing course launch. And then I actually even got a four-figure paycheck from a speaking engagement. Like I was like, pinch me. Is this real? I get to get paid to speak and inspire people. Like, is this, is this real life? So I feel like that's really when the shift happened was what was at the end of 2019. And that's when I started hiring my team and growing my team to now a team of three. That's when I got my amazing mentor, Quinn, who really, I think it was the right stage for me to invest. I always talked about keeping my expenses really low was key for me. I only had tools I absolutely needed. I never invested in crazy expensive coaches or crazy expensive programs or retreats or anything like that. I really just invested everything back into my business. But once I knew I was to the stage where I'm like, okay, my work is paying off. I need someone that's at that next level. And that's really when I invested in Quinn, who's been on this podcast. Definitely go check out that episode with her talking all about purpose. And that's kind of brings us to where I am today. So now I've been speaking at more incredible, huge conferences in 2020 so far. Um, I had another amazing four-figure course launch. And I feel like I've really positioned myself as, you know, as the Instagram girl, as the yellow girl you see on Instagram, I have amazing clients. I am living off what I make. That is something to celebrate as as an entrepreneur. Is that wow? I am supporting myself, and I am I'm doing the damn thing. You know what I mean? Um, I even did a little story a, a while back. You can go check it out on my highlights where I was talking about I made like eight thousand dollars my first year in business. And then after my second year of business, I made almost $40,000. Like it's kind of crazy how much more like 30,000 more dollars than year one, which for some people might not sound like a lot, but that is something I'm super proud of is really all the hard work and bootstrapping everything essentially from when I was just 21 years old, wanting to make my career, my dream business. And then it just led me to here in Soul Studios. And now I have my team, my podcast, and just so many other exciting things that I'm really looking forward to working on. And so overall, if I had just some ending notes for you is just stay focused and stay true to your brand. That's why I was so passionate about making Soul Studio something that was very timeless for me, a brand that I could evolve with and grow with. And I've done just that. And I think overall is just knowing you need to make sacrifices. So, you know, moving back home was a huge sacrifice for me. Um, accepting certain speaking engagements that weren't paid at that time was a sacrifice for me. But that's gotten to me where I am today. And just knowing when you say no to a client, when you have a client breakup, when you're in a low part of your business, you can only go up from there. So just stay with it. Don't give up and just stay consistent 
confident overall and just always be learning and evolving. Never get stagnant with your growth. The more you're learning, the more you're collaborating, the more you're really pushing yourself and getting uncomfortable, that is really where you'll see growth. And I have followers that still follow me, you know, from day one and they always note that they're like, you're always changing things up and you're always evolving and we've seen how much you've grown. That's because I'm super intentional about it, which I think as an entrepreneur, you always should be. So what is, what is next for Soul Studio? And it's one of those questions I always get stumped on, honestly, because my dream was to have a career that I truly loved doing, that I woke up every day and I was excited about. And that's what I have. Of course, I want to do more speaking. I want to do more educating. I want to just be able to impact more. Um, I love. I would love to write a book eventually. Um, I would love to do more in-person events. I would love to collaborate with amazing brands. There's a lot of exciting things that I would love to do. And I also know my goals will continue to grow and evolve. And even just you listening to my story, and you listening to this podcast is a part of my dreams essentially coming true. So I hope this was a good little recap of my entrepreneurship journey, kind of gave you an insight on who I am, where I started, and how I got to where I am today. And I just want to thank you for tuning in, supporting this show, and being a part of the Soul Studio family. And I cannot wait for you to listen to the next episode. Thank you so much to my listeners. I hope you found this episode helpful and insightful for building your online brand. Please send us a message and say hi if you've listened and you have any thoughts or ideas you want to share. We are all ears and we are all open in the DMs on Instagram. If you love this episode, be sure to share it with us on Instagram by tagging at Soul Studio Marketing and join in on the conversation at hashtag the Shine Online Podcast. Share this episode with a friend that needs to hear those mic drop moments and be sure to subscribe so you know when the next episode is live and ready to flow through your earbuds. If you loved what you heard today, I'd so appreciate it if you left us a review. It really supports us and it helps new people join the Sunshine family. Remember, regardless of where you're at in your entrepreneurship journey, there's always room for your biz to shine. I'll see you next time.